Welcome everyone to another one of our podcasts. Um, this podcast is a conversation between my wife and I and just wanted to give people a window into how we navigate the various seasons of life um, and God's Word. And so I'm joined today by Kirst and I'm excited about today's conversation. Yeah, hi everyone. It's really good to be together again. Um, and this is something Ryan and I have been doing for the past 13 years over our marriage. And we're just excited to allow other people into that conversation. So hope that you are encouraged by it some in some way today. Um, so today, I think we are going to be talking about this idea of being watched. Um, Ryan's read something and I don't know much about how it's going to unfold. So we'll see how it goes. So what is it about being watched and what verse struck you? Yeah, I think as we approach Christmas, Kirsta, I just have this idea that um, you know, when you read through the book of Romans, there's this sense in which when you become a Christian, that your life is on display and people are watching. They're mm-hmm. watching what you say. They're watching how you behave. And particularly as we move into Christmas time, you're generally more exposed to friends and family. Mm. Um, and so I was reading through Romans and I came across this verse in Romans chapter 2, verse 24. And it says, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Sure. Yeah, and so I I was struck by that to think, you know, that God's name can be blasphemed um, and and God's name can be blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. And so there's a way in which we can live and conduct ourselves and say, you know, we're Christian or we follow Christ or let's go to a Christmas service or let's say grace. And we can say all of these things not realizing that uh, our very conduct can lead to God's name being blasphemed. Sure. I must say, um, the verse leaves me quite uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. We are on display and we are being watched and it's it doesn't sit well with me. It, it, I feel a bit nervous around that. And then for it to be said that God's name is blasphemed because of you. Those are really difficult words to chew on. Yeah, so when you think about, you know, this, let's unpack a little bit of of these words. So God's name is blasphemed. And uh, in a sense, you can think of those phrases like there's a group of people that are watching your life. And so you come to Christmas and you go away on holiday and you drink too much or Mm. you gossip or you participate in a huge family fight, you know, around the table, or um, you sort of download your year in a way that isn't characterized by faith, hope, and love. Mm. Um, Whatever it is, there's this assumption that people say, Christians should be like this, and then you live this way, and in someone's mind who might be exploring whether they should be Christian or not, or they're looking for reinforcement to say, I never want to be a Christian because of that. And so that's where I think there's this idea that as we're being watched, that God's name can be blasphemed, that mm. people can say things like, you see, that's why I don't want to be a believer. Or you see, that's why I don't want to follow Christ. Or you see, because of them, it's just typical. They live like hypocrites. Mm. And that's where you get that idea, you know, that God's name is blasphemed Um Sure. Among the Gentiles. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose um, there's a fine line between 
living a little bit under the law or feeling like you've got to be someone else or you've got to be perfect in front of family and friends over the festive season. And and I don't think that's the case. Um, I think it's more maybe letting yourself go or or not being on guard maybe around how you are around family and friends. And um, yeah, there's, there's quite a weight and a responsibility around that. And, but I want to be careful that you, we're not feeling like we have to be perfect, you know, and we've got to be people who we aren't because there is an authenticity around Christians that is actually quite attractive. So, and I think if people are out to get you, they're going to find any reason to get you. So, how do we navigate the difference between authenticity and being real, but then also being guarded and and being, you know, what we need to be in front of friends and family? Yeah, it's. I, I also just want to admit that I, I've, I'm the first one to say that I fail. Mm-hmm. You know, at this all the time, every year I, I come back after you and I think, you know, God, I've just blown it again. I, I just, in some way, the way that I live, it's in so many ways I feel like I fall short. And I wasn't a good representative or ambassador for Christ. Um, in what ways, though, would you say, as you reflect on a Christmas season over the years, what are practical ways in which you think, no, I didn't do that well? Yeah, I, I, you know you know where this dynamic really uh, kind of yet insight to it is when you're the Christian and you get to have the opportunity to sit mm-hmm. with, and I like that phrase, among the Gentiles. And what that phrase means is among those who are not believers, mm. those who don't align with God, those who are not churchgoers, who don't claim to be Christian, who don't claim to have it all together. When you sit among those groups of people and the conversation comes up around a believer and you just are there and the conversation is, you see what they do, you see how they behave, you see they say, bless the Lord, or they sing the songs, or God gave me a verse, or God wants me to speak prophetically into your life. And when that person isn't in the circle and all of a sudden there's that discussion around, you know, that person's just hocus pocus and unattractive and look at how they live. They drink too much. They, mm. they swear. They talk too much. It's just, I can't see the correlation. And when you get a window into that, mm. you should ask the question like I do. When I'm not in this circle as a God-fearing person, is this how people speak about me? And so I get the sense sometimes that I'm like, yeah. I didn't wash the dishes or I didn't serve well or I wasn't willing to do that or I got a little bit grumpy or I lost my cool or I mm. had one or two drinks too many or I mm. participated in slander or in gossip and and I just give people a window to say, um, you see, that's why I don't want to mm. follow Christ because mm. I don't want to associate with that. Sure. Yeah, uh, that is, it, it's true. And I see it in, in my life as well. Um, so how do we take this verse and not walk away completely discouraged? But how do we, as we lead up to Christmas and those listening who want to be an ambassador, who want to not do the same thing they've done the past few years, but be different. How, how can we do, how can we do that? How can we be different? Yeah, I think the encouragement for all of us this Christmas is to lead through confession. So mm-hmm. when we stuff up and when we get it wrong, to go to that person, to go to that group and say, yes, guys, I, I messed up. Like, I, I, I didn't want to behave in that way. I'm really sorry. Please forgive me. And you can do it privately, maybe sensitively if you're going to do it publicly. But in a sense, what you're modeling is I'm a sinner saved by grace. 
I get it wrong and I receive God's love. I have a soft enough heart to mm. admit, oh, geez, I blew it mm. in my weakness and there's grace, grace, grace. And that is what Christmas mm. is all about. Mm. The second sort of thought is to say, God, you know what? As I'm around the table and as I'm with this community of people this year, help me. Help me be different uh, by the power of your presence and Holy Spirit. Enable me to be an ambassador, to serve differently, mm. to not make the same mistakes and to serve with joy in a way that it is about Christmas and Jesus might be spoken about and my life could be a testimony which could lead to a conversation with a family member that you haven't had for years. Yeah. And that, Lord, I'm asking for your help and for you to journey with me in such a way and to give me such a demeanor that maybe this year someone would ask about the um, the hope that I have yeah. in you. Yeah, I think that's great. I think, yeah, I love the two. The, the one approach is confession and admittance, that we aren't perfect. Um, and I think that's quite attractive to non-believers. But then to flesh out the second part, you know, we plan so much around gifts we plan so much around the day about what we're going to eat what we're even going to wear what decorations we're going to have so i'm thinking why not as we lead up into the season plan plan to be good ambassadors maybe write down a few things as you lead up into the season of i want to make sure that i don't drink too much i want to make sure that i serve in these ways and write them down and that way as we ask the Holy Spirit, and as we ask God for help, we also practically written it down. And I think yeah. we'll find that we might be, you know, less less inclined to fall. Yeah. I think when it's written down and planned properly. Yeah. yeah. So here's the verse. Uh, it'd be great if you could grab a cup of coffee, sit with God over it for one or two mornings, and really let it allow you know allow God to soak it into your heart. But it says in Romans two twenty four. God's name is blasphemed among those who don't believe or among the Gentiles because of you. And I pray that because of the grace of God and the power of God, mm. that uh, that wouldn't be true, that that wouldn't be a reality. Yeah, and so I hope that in some way today you've been strengthened by God's word. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and just wanted to say, you know, thank you to everyone. This ministry uh, has been made possible through the generous contribution of loyal listeners. And if you'd like to contribute or book a private consultation with one of us, you can visit www.strengthen.org.za.